Hello, everyone. You're listening to Pucker Up, CM Life's beauty, health, and fashion podcast. My name is Gigi Padilla. I'm a copywriter here at CM Life. And I'm Sarah Bebuck, a broadcast and cinematic arts student here at CMU. And it's so nice to hear your voice, Sarah, because it feels like it's been forever. Um, We just got back from spring break, and sadly, me and Sarah hadn't seen each other for like two weeks. It was pretty rough. It was very hard. I don't know if you guys have your person, but if you have not seen your person in two weeks, you get very antsy and very sad. Very, very sad. I also (laughs) didn't have my dog for two weeks, so that was super sad. I also didn't have Gigi's dog for two (laughs) weeks, and I think that was a little bit harder than not seeing Gigi because while we all know how much I love Gigi... I love her dog just so much. He's just so cute. Let's just be real. Like, if your friends ever get animals that, like, live with you as well, it's, like, their animal, too. Like, it's not even, like... Oh, I know. I don't even want to think about when we move out. I'm going to be so sad. I'm just trying to black that out of my memory Mm -hmm. until we get there. Yeah. Our other roommate, Mallory, has convinced like herself to like just follow me and i'm pretty sure it's just for my dog i think it might be i think like (laughs) she loves me too but like no it's definitely just for milo um but today we have a very fun and sun-filled show for you um we're going to talk a little bit about tanning and some new makeup launches but before that i just wanted to give a little update to you guys um i've actually been able to try the fenty foundation which is super cool for me because i'm usually broke but um, it was a very splurge buy. I like had some extra money, and you know, right before spring break, I wanted to get something um, to make me look very nice and professional because I was actually going for a conference. So you definitely don't want to show up to like any interviewer conference looking orange. No, I need patchy makeup. Yeah, patchy makeup. But that's one thing I did want to hit on. I think makeup is a really good confidence booster, especially around this time when all of us are doing internship interviews or literally real life interviews. Like you're about to make this step next step in your life. So if you really are a nervous person, like sometimes just a nice, simple, subtle makeup look really gives you the confidence boost you need. And foundation is super important for that too, because like you said, you don't want to show up to an interview with orange makeup you don't want to show up with cakey looking makeup like Mm -hmm. you want to get a nice foundation that makes Mm -hmm. you look nice so they're not looking at you like what's all over your face yeah you don't want any distractions like always double check your makeup too right before you go into the interview room like don't check it in the lobby because we all know that like secretaries and everybody like that are watching you specifically but just like go to the bathroom really quick like make sure you look your best do a couple of like very motivational speeches to yourself like in the mirror it'll work i swear to god and (laughs) um just like go and rock it but i got to use the fenty foundation and I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I went to the Sephora store and I got myself a color match because I don't care how long you've been buying foundation for yourself. If you are ever going to try a new high-end foundation specifically, don't waste your money. Go to the counter and ask for a color match. Like, I don't care. Like, I literally thought I had my color. I tried it on my hand, but I was like, I'm about to drop a lot of money on this foundation. If I take it home and if it doesn't match my skin, I'm going to be so upset. So literally, that's what they're there for. They're really nice girls, or sometimes there's a boy there. Just go and ask. Be like, hey, do you have a minute? I just really need a foundation match. And super simple. They'll try. They'll wipe off whatever makeup you have. They'll try a couple colors. And they'll ask you what your preferred undertone is. Like, do you mm-hmm. want something more neutral? Do you want something more yellow? Because at the end of the day, it is your skin. So if you know that you have a tendency to go red, maybe you want something more yellow and less neutral so you don't end up orange. But very informative. And they'll tell you, like, the best primers to use for it. Of course, also be aware their main goal is to sell you more stuff. So um, literally just look for the keywords. If they're about to sell you the Fenty primer because it's moisturizing, you can literally get a moisturizing primer from e.l.f. for probably Mm -hmm. half the price. 
and primers are used very often so I highly recommend using a very good primer but a cheaper primer because you don't want to be dropping $50 you don't need to splurge on it Mm -mm. it's much better just to splurge on your foundation I know we preach that all the time but I just wanted to say I really love it I'm a person with dry skin though so I'm sorry that's a lie I'm a person that doesn't have dry skin um Sarah's the one with dry skin and sadly that's why it worked for me because I have very oily skin and I was using it in the San Diego of course it wasn't as sunny as I would have liked but it was still hot and humid so it was very nice to have a very matte nice foundation and not have to worry about getting oily and powdering like my nose and my forehead and stuff like that what's really nice about the Fenty foundation is it's really really nice for people with oily skin if you Mm -hmm. have oily skin I would definitely consider using this foundation but if you're like me and you have dry skin i've heard testimonies that it doesn't really mm-hmm. work well with dry skin unless you find a way to combat that because sometimes i do get a little uh get a little bit of sheen on my face mm-hmm. and then maybe i could use it on those days but well that's the biggest thing too is just because you have an oily face don't skip the primer because specifically i bought a moisturizing primer because i was using the fenty foundation now i do have an oily face so most people will be like oh well my face is already oily i don't want to moisturize it you also have to remember that pimples and other stuff like that show up because your face is too dry so make sure you have a nice balance and if you're going to use a high-end foundation like fenty make sure you listen to all of the like tips and tricks before you use it for sure Mm -hmm. and i know another hard thing about foundation is making sure it matches your skin color at the time Mm -hmm. and especially now that we're in the sunshiny weather people are getting their tan on Oh, definitely. And that's why we want to come to our next topic. Um, Before we left for spring break, we promised you that we're talk about the essence of tanning. And I don't know if you guys like tanning. Um, I just recently last year started tanning and it's more of an update tan for me. It's not like a constant thing, but Mm -hmm. I love it. Like I'm not addicted to it. Like my little sister was like addicted to tanning, not going (laughs) to lie. Like she started looking real orange, but I really just love it because As I always say on the show, I have a very olive complexion, and by the end of winter, I don't look really olive. I look like if I'm, like, sick. Like, I don't (laughs) look. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't have any color in my skin, and I look very dull. She's looking a little pasty. Yeah, just a little pasty, at least by my means. Like, I know I'll, like, stand next to, like, somebody who is very fair-skinned. They'll be like, what do you mean you're pasty? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I know. She talks about how she's getting pale looking during the winter. I get so... I can't hold a tan to save my life. Like, if I get a tan, I have a tan for maybe two days, maybe three if I'm really lucky and I'm, like, applying the um, right aloe vera to keep the skin alive and not showering as much as I should be to hold on to that tan. But (laughs) I'm jealous. (laughs) Yeah. That's one thing. I'm... My skin's very good at holding a tan. It's just getting the tan in this Michigan winter that I cannot stand. But we do start, I did start going tanning about a couple weeks before spring break. We started about three weeks before spring break and Mm -hmm. went, that first week I think we went twice. Mm -hmm. That second week we went once. Actually, did we skip that second week? I think we skipped that second week and then we went twice again. And when we say twice, we don't mean like Monday, Tuesday. We mean like Sunday friday yeah it's definitely a long gap in between and we do use i use the highest i think yeah we do the level four tanning which is Mm -hmm. supposed to be the best for your skin because it has lower uv concentrations in it as opposed to like the level one tanning the level one tanning is a little you'll get tan faster but your uh 
living on the edge a little bit. Yeah, you have to remember that the biggest problem with tanning is the skin cancer risk and then, then just the risk of sun damage to your skin. And that's why you have to be very careful with what lotions you're using, how often you're going, and just the time you spend in the actual tanning bed and or stand-up tanning. I think the biggest problem is like me, I know I can tan and I know like my limits. So I'll go ahead like max time, which max time I think for those are like six or seven minutes, maybe eight. Depending on if you're standing up or laying mm-hmm. down, I know some, but if you're laying down in the bed, I think it can be 10, but if you're stand up, stand up, I think has stronger, mm-hmm. stronger rays. And that one they limit to eight, I think for the yeah. max. So, but if you are a person who needs to gradually tan, like don't just jump from like going in for five minutes to eight because you will have skin damage. Like you will get a sunburn. Like people mm-hmm. forget just because it's a very like controlled area doesn't mean you are like not going to get a sunburn. You can get a sunburn from tanning beds. Especially in that first tanning session, even if you're a person who thinks that you're like, you know, I tan out in the sun and I don't really burn ever. I can just go in my next time. That first time, just be very cautious because it's very different from just laying out in the sunlight on a nice summer day. It's very different. It's more concentrated, which is why you only need to be in there for eight minutes as opposed to laying out in the sun for like 20 minutes Mm -hmm. on a regular day. Oh, for sure. And for all you people that went to spring break, I hope you were cautious with your sun intake and did use sunscreen. I know a couple people that are very guilty of wanting to tan so they don't use sunscreen. It is a very big thing to use sunscreen. You can still tan with sunscreen on. Exactly. That's... it doesn't black all sun and you never get any color. No, you can still tan with sunscreen. Is it going to be as fast as if you don't use it? No, but it's way healthier for your skin. Way yeah. healthier for your skin, especially your face. a high-grade tanning oil works too because there is some preventive measure in it. Just make sure that there is at least a 15 or more on the bottle. Um, but that is definitely for people who have darker skin tones and have like the very the skin that is made to be tanned, I guess, versus if you are very fair and don't have a much experience in the sun or tanning, I highly recommend using at least a mid-level sunscreen. I swear you will still get tan. You will. You just have very little ability to just be burnt because you will get burnt. I think last year me and Sarah went on spring break together and our other roommate got really burnt in one afternoon. One afternoon using sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Granted, she used a lower level because she was using the one that Gigi and I were using for tanning, and she still burned. Yeah. So know your skin type. Know how you hold your tan. Gigi holds tan way better than me. I have to reapply my sunscreen. So if you have fair skin, if you have sensitive skin, use sunscreen. We cannot stress that enough. Yeah, because I'm sorry, skin cancer is not fun. Like, it's not... Melanoma is no joke. It's not, like, worth it. Like, a nice golden tan is not worth having to go through that. Um, But also, remember, when you are using sun, like, actual tanning beds, to use the proper proper lotion. You need tanning bed lotion. You cannot buy tanning oil. I know there's big signs in there, and you think they're trying to dupe you out to buy better things. No, you are literally in a concentrated box of sunshine. <laughs> like yes. you need an actual tanning oil. I'm so, sorry, you need an actual tanning lotion for a tanning bed. It's manufactured specifically for in-bed tanning and that's why it's super important that you actually use it. And let's say okay, you're super broke 
and you're like, well, I'm not going to buy their tanning lotion, at least put on some sort of mm-hmm. lotion. Do not go into a tanning bed dry. That is so unhealthy for your skin. Yes, 100%. And also, make sure you moisturize after tanning as well. And I know, like, some of the tanning lotions are very expensive, but one of the cheapest I've ever bought is um, Swedish Beauty Pink and Proper. Now, I hold a tan very well. So this might not be the best lotion for somebody who's trying to maximize and bronze their skin. Mm -hmm. It's definitely just a maintenance lotion. It's a little bit of bronzer in it, but there's no maximize in it. So you're not going to keep on you well, I'll keep on tanning after using it but if your skin's very fair and doesn't hold the tan very well you probably won't now that's the biggest difference between like a bronzer and a maximizer um, bronzers have the tendency of going orange if you don't really know your skin undertones maximizers are a little bit better because it's more of a natural glow look so just make sure you figure out kind of what you're looking for and Picking something that's not too orangey for your skin. I know my sister was going really orange because she was using um, this lotion that said, like, thank you, I'm darker or something. I actually don't know the brand of it. But she was using that one, and it was a pretty expensive tanning lotion, but it had a very orangey tone to her, and she is very fair compared to me. So those orangey tones came out in her tan so definitely look at the lotion too before you put it on Mm -hmm. a lot of them with bronzers have tones in them the one that i use is i bought just at the local tanning salon but it was the snooki brand which i know she has a reputation for being in uh orange oompa loompa i believe is what the early 2000s term for her was (laughs) but i use her um get real ultra dark tan maximizer and as Gigi was saying with the maximizer it's not as bronzing and orangey which is really important for me because I look orange super easily because I already have that like yellow undertone that it's really really easy for me to accidentally slip into orange territory and I like it because I don't when I get my tan I look a little bit darker than normal but I still retain my yellowy orange orange undertone without slipping into um, Oompa Loompa territory so don't let the name Snooki fool you it won't make you look orange yeah, and also JWoww has a lot of nice tanning lotions too. I think both her and Snooki have around the same formula. So like if you're looking in that edge, I'm like, I mean, these girls have been tanning their whole life and they've learned very valuable lessons. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I kind of trust them. Um, I know that you also have to be very careful with like when you are tanning. Because I don't know, I hate smelling like burnt flesh. I know that sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but... Also, make sure the scent you're using that you can stand after you get out of the tanning. Because mine smells actually very good. It's like, it's literally called like the sugary sweet, like bronzer. So when I get out of a tanning bed, yes, I still smell that kind of like heat induced, but I don't smell that bad. Like I smell like kind of sweet and fragrantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so be careful because like you'll smell like that for probably what? You're not supposed to shower until like what, an hour after? A couple hours. Yeah, yeah, a couple after hours tan, after just tan. to hold on to it. Yeah, if you really want to hold on to your tan. So don't, I know it's really hard because we're all sweaty and gross and we just want to jump in the shower. But literally like, you just got to wait probably like two hours and then you can go shower and feel that's fine. That's why I like tanning at night because yes. no one will see me. Oh, that's 100%. We tan only at night, religiously only at night. Like we go, we come back, we all sit in our like living room and like watch two episodes of like a TV show and then we like take turns taking showers. <laughs> Literally we'll be sitting there with like our baggy sweatshirts, like having it like hung over by so it's not touching us that much because we're so hot <laughs> or like trying not to get our gross sweat everywhere. And it's like, oh, this is what we do for beauty. This is worth it. (laughs) 
I had such a fun time, all oh, sweaty. You see, that's the crazy thing too. Like, I really like tanning because I feel like it's really like, calm. Like, it's a serene thing. It is. When I go, if I, especially if I'm in a lay down bed, I try not to fall asleep. But um, the stands up, not as much because I really don't know where to put my hands. If somebody figures it out, please tell me. Like, I don't really understand where the best place to put them is to get them like evenly tanned. But I just like hold them over my head and then like turn them sometimes. Yeah, I just get rotated. Them a little bit, and I'm yeah. just like, well, we know here we go. We've got our hands in the air, we're having like a little party here in this little tanning bed. But if you're someone who's just like, well, you know, tanning beds don't really strike my fancy, sounds like that's a lot of cons, not a lot of pros. And let's say you have super fair skin and you wouldn't hold a tan anyway through a tanning bed, we have solutions for you. Yes, we do, because we care about everybody's pigmentation. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I've noticed that's been popping up quite a bit on my Instagram feeds are tanning mousses. And I kind of like, oh, a tanning mousse, like what may that be? In case you won't remember, from like a couple years ago, they had these like self-tanning lotions. I think Jergens had a bunch of them. That I, my mom has them all. They're all scattered around our house. Where you like put it on a little bit, and over the course of a couple weeks, it would slowly darken your pigmentation. Not necessarily as like a burning of your skin, but more of just kind of like making you appear darker, and then it washes away after a little bit. These tanning mousses actually happen immediately. And they require a special mitt in order to ap- apply it. You can find these all over, scattered all over Instagram. There's Tarte has a brand. There's brands literally, I think every large makeup brand has some sort of self-tanning mousse. See, and that's really cool because then you don't really have to worry about the patchiness. I know I've actually been a victim of this because I was going very quick in a tanning bed with lotion and I didn't rub it in properly. So you can literally get out of the tanning bed and you just feel like the dried lotion you like rub it off and you see like a little white spot like big problem there but definitely tanning mousses you just have to be careful too you have to make sure that you're applying it thoroughly and like putting it where it needs to be and i don't see a problem how you couldn't get a very nice subtle tan you can get very it's very buildable that's one Mm -hmm. thing that i noticed especially depending on the brand that you get you can start from just like a subtle like oh i'm a couple shades darker too you can go extreme tan with these which is really nice if you're a person that will never achieve extreme tans and you happen to want one i know some of like the bodybuilding communities they really like the dark tans and they will use this instead of spray tans too sometimes to get those dark dramatic tans yep and spray tan just be very careful spray tan was like a big thing probably about like a couple years ago i think like every girl i knew wanted to get like a spray tan for prom mm-hmm. and i was like i was so like flabbergasted because like a lot of the time you do end up orange and it's because people don't match their undertone to their spray tan you guys have to realize it's like makeup literally a spray tan is makeup all over your body please make sure like i know you want to be the tannest of all tan but if you have an orangey or maybe even a yellow undertone maybe you need to get something a little bit neutral and it's like then you'll have a very nice mix yes. um, for your spray tan but i know there's a lot of at home spray tans going on too like there's a couple of gadgets we saw be careful <laughs> like, they look crazy they look kind of crazy like i like these instagram models are like so good at it though so like they're gonna give you false confidence don't take that false confidence. I'm yeah. sorry. Leave it to the professionals. If your mom has been giving spray tans for years, let your mom give you spray tan. I don't yeah. care. Like you who has just seen a video on Instagram, you can't do it. I'm sorry. And the, like I said, you make it look so easy. It's mm-hmm. literally a can, like a 
can of like spray tan that it's you like shove into this what look, like Bleh. yeah i'm just like you're just like airbrushing your body right now but it's like a very like narrow stream and somehow it's a nice even application i couldn't do that i'd have like exactly. jagged lines all over my skin it'd look like a toddler drew all over my body and i'd be like well here i am and i'm like how do you get your back i have tiny tiny arms Wait, you i'm would, sorry i'm a terrible wingspan you would need someone to help you out with that yeah, i would think exactly you'd be like hey it's I'm your gonna... lies in case you guys didn't know you want to like <laughs> spray tan my back Gigi? real roommate bonding exactly yeah, I'd do it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I would. It'd be terrible. Your back would probably be darker than your front. I'd be, I don't know, I'd be like nice, like a gentle application on the front. You'd be like, ha, we're going to get our nice and tan. Two exactly. different, like. Two different tones. Have you guys have ever seen that episode of Friends where, like, Ross goes to get a spray tan and he just can't figure it out? He had, like, two twos in his front and, then, like, his whole back was, like, literally, like, white. That's probably what you're gonna get if you try to give yourself a spray tan. Like, you first know, try, you figure it out. But definitely be careful with undertones. Be careful with sun exposure, and just overall, if you want a nice bronze tanning look, there's always just like um, Sarah said, there's those nice gentle lotions that, mm-hmm. that's buildable over time and maybe you just want a little color you don't want anything dramatic i know i have an illuminating bronzer that i would use just a couple times um and it's like literally just one application and then yeah. it'll wash away afterwards and that's that's something i use on my legs specifically because i like never wear shorts like <laughs> ever it's like a dress or pants or whatever so it's like i know at the very beginning of summer like when in spring when you're top, you know, you're not wearing, like, jacket. You're probably wearing, like, you know, a spaghetti strap top. Your top's probably way tanner than your legs are. Like, and those bronzers are really easy to just kind of even you out for, like, any special event. <laughs> I love when the sunshine really gets strong because I always, always get the semi-truck driver tan <laughs> line on my uh left arm i'll be sitting driving my one arm's hanging out my window as i'm driving along for that two and a half hour drive home and all of a sudden i get home and i have a nice little tan line right there on my t-shirt and i'm like ah this is great i have a wedding to go to in a week and here i am a semi-truck driver (laughs) uh it's true well that leads us to our very anticipated makeup launch i know she's a little controversial but um i'm kind of excited to see what she's gonna put out there and that's uh, nikita dragon So Nikita Dragon is launching a new makeup line all on her own. This is her own individual makeup line. She's not teaming up with someone. She's not, like, partnering with Morphe. She's releasing her own called Dragon Beauty, D-R-A-G-U-N, like her last name. And what I think is really cool about this makeup brand is that, A, its packaging is appeals to me deeply. All of her the product lunches are anticipated to come in these purple dragon eggs. So you open up this egg and there's your tube of lipstick or there's your tube of primer. And also, Nikita Dragon, as some of you are aware, is transgender. She's marketing this line to transgender people and honestly anyone who wears makeup, but she definitely wants to make sure that the transgender community feels welcome with her new makeup launcher. I know she's releasing a new primer that's supposed to be a part of the first few products that launch, that is supposed to help cover like a five o'clock shadow so you can put makeup and foundation over it without getting the glimpses of the five o'clock shadow because that's something she struggles with constantly. 
I also really like that her entire line is going to be vegan and cruelty-free. I know people forget how hard that is because a lot of high-end products have already taken the leap, but it's very hard to get a vegan and cruelty-free formula that you know is going to work, especially when she is trying to jump these hurdles like 5 o'clock shadow and dark and skin-like distress so it's like you definitely have to give her props to that and i also like that she has like a transformation kit that she's going to be selling Mm -hmm. so that really does prove that she wants the transgender community to feel and take part of all of these makeup institutions because she feels like they've been kind of shut out i mean we've seen so many people use household products to fix things that like it would be so simple for a makeup line to produce like great and this isn't anything new it's not anything new that people need these products that will cover up like she said five o'clock shadows or she said she really struggled with making her face appear more feminine Mm -hmm. this has been going on for decades like transgender people have been wearing makeup for a long time now and it's kind of like I don't want to say sad that we're just now getting makeup targeted exactly to that, but it's kind of like makes you raise an eyebrow. It does. And I do think she has a very good like product line concept. I mean, her name's awesome, so we probably we, we expected something like mm-hmm. that. But I feel like we have another kind of Jeffree Star concept on our hand, and I'm very excited for it. I just can't get over the dragon egg. Like, I don't even think I'm going to buy this product, and I don't think I'm ever going to, like, get rid of the dragon egg it comes in. I'm going to use that dragon egg for so many other things. I'm oh, just going to sure. keep all my stuff in dragon eggs. I'm just going to have, like, a horde of dragon eggs. Like, these are my babies. I'm sorry. I've always wanted to be a dragon. But they're named, like, the product's name, like, the one is called the Dragon Fire Skin Perfecting Potion. She has mm-hmm. Dragon Heart Transformation Face Powder. And the prices aren't that bad. I know. They, like, looking at it, $25 for a primer potion if it does what it says, I wouldn't mind paying that much. Right. Like, that's that's impressive, especially for a first product launch. And the face powder, 35, is typical on high-end makeup world. I mean, my foundation was 35, and this is basically like a powder foundation but or a setting powder. And she has a dragon egg transformation kit. I'm not entirely certain what's all in there yet, but they do have a price at it at $55. And if it's a kit, that's more than one item in there. And that, to me... It's pretty good price, especially because you can get the Armani foundation for like what that's like sixty bucks for a single foundation. And I don't know if you know this, you guys, but that kit will could also come in a bejeweled egg, of course, for like fifty dollars more. But like, am I gonna do it if I have the money? I mean, tax refunds are coming around, so. <laughs> and the initial product drop is gonna hit on her website, dragonbeauty.com, on March twenty fifth, which is this month. So um, now is the time, perfect timing for tax refunds, as Gigi said. You have a little time to set some money (laughs) aside. They know what they're doing. She knows. She knows what's going on, and I'm excited for it, honestly. I cannot wait to see what these products actually look like and how I can use them. So next, we're going to go into tea time. If you guys don't know, this is where we talk about the hottest gossip in the beauty community. Um, Today, it's not too hot, but it's just a speculation that we think is going to definitely turn into some hot tea soon. And for like months since, you know, Shane Dawson's docuseries on Jeffree Star, we've been having multiple hints that maybe they'll do a makeup collab. And I think they're continuing to think about that and i'm really excited and curious what can like come from it because it's true like 
Shane Dawson is really getting into makeup. I don't know. He is. If anybody has seen Rylan Adams' like last couple videos, he like where he does the Bratz doll transformation on Rylan, <laughs> and he like takes out his like Jeffree Star like bag of like beauty and makeup, and he's like, I'm I just want to do makeup, and I think that's really like funny and cute. And I think I'd buy it. Like, I don't know what kind right. of palette or anything's going to come out of it, but I'm really interested. If I get some cute pig palettes, I'm going to be really excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like Year of the Pig. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that video, too, where he, like, legit, like, bought Shane Dawson, like, probably a million dollars worth of, like, pig-themed like, products. Pig-themed products from, like, Gucci, et cetera. Like, it was that's like intense. Pig sweatshirt, pig socks, pig, pig cardigan. Like, it was literally anything pig-related, pig backpack. But I noticed that, too, like, it's not even just in the Ryland Adams video where he turns to a Bratz doll. Shane Dawson has been posting, like, selfies, like, ooh, I practiced makeup today. Like, I think I'm getting a little better because, let's be honest, he's not the best. Exactly. But he has potential. So I'm pretty sure Jeffree Star has been, like, slowly coaching him through this. But Shane Dawson has been delving into the makeup world. So I genuinely would not be surprised if within the next two years we see a Shane Dawson-Jeffree Star collab palette. Oh, yeah, I definitely think. I know he teased, like, collaborations on his Instagram constantly. I'm very excited for that. Do I need a no- new palette? No. Will I buy it? Probably. Oh, yeah. Because it's just fun. And I think this is a big thing that a lot of other beauty gurus can actually learn from. Because it's like, we're sick of buying products from, be- like, beauty gurus. We're really sick of it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, every time anybody else drops something Unless there is a specific twist like Nikita Dragon where she's specifying for some people, but all people are going to love it. Or if it has a really amazing packaging, then, yeah, I'm probably going to be into it. But, like, Dose of Color just launched, um, like, a Minnie Mouse collab. Mm-hmm. Was it cute? Yeah. Has it been done before? A million times. It really like, has. I'm really – and I love Minnie Mouse and I love all that stuff, but – I'm so bored of it. I want something new. I want something fresh. And I want something like fun. And I feel like Shane Dawson brings that to the table. It's like he's got that personality. He's got that following. Like people who don't like Jeffrey or don't like makeup probably will buy it just because they like Shane. And it'd be super interesting because since Shane's a beginner to makeup, that if they marketed this as a beginner pot- set, yeah, as a beginner set for potential n- people who are just now entering the makeup world. And to me, if I was anticipating, uh, beginner makeup kit set that's being released I would anticipate maybe not as high quality products for a cheaper product release because that's one my sister is now starting to really get into makeup but she isn't confident enough in her skills and she doesn't want to buy a $60 palette because she thinks she's going to ruin it oh yeah that's honestly a big thing too and especially because there's so much product launch going on right now. I feel like last year it wasn't like this, but maybe I'm just crazy because literally Anastasia Beverly Hills just released another palette, and the Nautica palette, which is beautiful and amazing and glimmery, but I just dropped money in Norvina, on Norvina in like August. I swear Anastasia Beverly Hills, because they had their, my freshman year of college, we'll, we'll chronologue the Anastasia Beverly Hills timeline by Sarah's career in college. <laughs> yeah. Freshman year, right before we started in our dorms, Anastasia Beverly Hills released the um, Modern Renaissance palette. Rocked everyone's world. It really did. It truly beautiful palette. And that was my, like I said, my freshman year of college. And it just kind of, you know, was hanging around. It was doing great. Great palette. Everyone loved it. And it was that was the only palette for a long time. I think it took them, they had the limited edition release of the um, 
makeup by Mario Master Palette, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which that was just a promotional item that wasn't like an actual like product launch launch per se. I think they only brought it back once. It wasn't intended for redistributed processes. So their next palette that you can still buy was the Subculture Palette, which took, I want to say like a year and a half, that seems about right, to release. And then after Subculture kind of did poorly, I like it, but not everyone does. They oh, just, we like it because we bought it for like $23 at TJ Maxx, oh, by the way. Oh, yeah. So um, I definitely think it's a because I got a good deal. We love it. Yeah. Versus if I would have spent as much as I spent on my Norvina on it, I probably would have been mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is powdery. What the hell? Like, honest. We'll say it is hard to blend, mm-hmm. but it has strong pigment. It does. But so after that, they released, it seemed like back to back to back. Mm-hmm. So that's that's it's freshman sophomore, sophomore year. There We have one palette, another palette. Freshman and sophomore year. Junior year, I feel like we had Soft Glam, we had Prism, we had... There was another one that I'm blanking oh, we on. We have a Soft Glam, Prism, Sultry. Sultry, there we go. Sultry, and that was right after Norvina, and I was pissed. Yeah. Because I really liked the Sultry packaging. Like, it was so me. It's cute. But I just dropped money on Norvina, and I was like, nah, it's cool. Don't need it. And then after Sultry, then we have Nautica now, and I'm just like, this is a lot of stuff like i don't have the money for all of this it, it's so many palettes and they like doubled the amount of palettes in two years as opposed to their first product release mm-hmm. and i'm kind of like hmm. i'm wondering why though because they were definitely a brow like they were brows were their main source i think it's because they got out of the brow game i'm pretty sure benefit is killing them yeah i'm 90 percent because mm-hmm. you don't see dip brow anymore no. i mean they did just release or announce a new release for our product, which is like the dip brow like gel pen, mm-hmm. which is you're supposed to be able to get the full impact of a brow like with dip brow, but since it's a gel pen, it's more buildable and easy mm-hmm. to control. Because let's face it, dip brow was super hard to control. Yeah. If you didn't know how to use dip dip brow correctly, you ended up looking like pretty dark eyebrows. And yeah. that was that was hard because when I first ever used dip brows, your dip brow, and that was when I was still blonde. Mm-hmm. And she bought the blonde because she wanted it to be buildable and it was still very, very dark. Yeah, it was still rough. It was mm-hmm. still rough to control. It's a learning curve. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I just don't... I mean, I get it why they would want to delve into eyeshadow palettes, but you need to give your clientele time to recover because it's like you said, when you got Norvina... They announced Sultry, and you're like, wow, like, what? I like this one. I kind of would have gotten this one, too, but I just bought Norvina. Exactly. And I think it's just product exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one reason why I really appreciate this whole collab with Shane Dawson and Jeffrey, because they're taking their time, A. They're teasing us just the right amount. And it will, I know for a fact, it's going to eventually come out. Like, because Jeffrey pretty much delivers on anything he teases or mm-hmm. talks about. And if, and I definitely was a if Shane wants to do it, and it now looks that Shane does want to do it. There's too many hints for it to not mm-hmm. happen. Granted, do I think it's going to happen in a couple months? No. no. Oh, yeah, we got but, time. <laughs> we got time. But this is our hypothesis. This is our prediction that we're going to get a Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star collab something, mm-hmm. probably for beginners. Definitely. I hope it's for beginners. Like, I mean, I think people confuse, like, quality for beginners a little bit different, mm-hmm. but... I think it'll still be high quality. I mean, oh, it'll be high quality expert. It's like Jeffrey will never release something low quality because he knows people are after him. Like he knows, so he tries very hard to keep expectations high. But I definitely am excited for it. I hope it comes out probably in the summer. I think that's I'm feeling either the summer or the fall. 
I know it's summer's just around the corner now that I think about it. Like I feel like I'm I, still. I think we're gonna get an announcement in like late summer, early fall for yeah. next year. Yeah, I think that's definitely. what how it's gonna play out if this is in fact a thing. It's the biggest question to me is did it start when he said it in the docu series or did it start after? Because if it is has been in the work since the docu series. Then it might be closer than we think. He could literally be like, yeah, I'm watching this next week and like plop it on the table. And we'd be like, well, there it is. We were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's right here. Yeah. But definitely the more hype continuous coming, I feel that it's pretty close. But I think what they're waiting is for Shane to come back and bring his like his next big video or whatever come out and then they kind of drop it. They're going to put like Chuck E. Cheese in this paler and be like Chuck E. Cheese pizza for one of the colors oh or something gosh. like that. Oh my gosh. If you guys did not watch the Conspiracy Theories video, go do it. Half of it's amazing. Half of it's like, what am I watching? Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It was not... Okay, I'm sorry. Shane has been chasing the dream of the Jeffrey docuseries and it's... They haven't been as good but I mean like, I'm sorry. Like, it was a good series there was a lot under there to be talked about and discussed and it was in a way where it was like i don't care if you agree or not and jeffrey was very open to talking about things too he was kind of like okay this is gonna be a documentary series i'm gonna give you things to actually talk about in this Mm -hmm. documentary series where as where i felt with like the logan paul one he was was too scared he was too scared he was very closed off Mm. and i feel like there was more that we didn't hear yeah and And then it's also like Shane said you're messing with real people's lives and Shane's a very genuine person so I feel like he felt too bad like he's like I don't want to destroy somebody just cause like yeah I'm bored like he doesn't have that that journalistic he doesn't have that menacing like yeah. kind of feel to it no he, he's yeah. too he's too gentle mm-hmm. and he's very which is very good he is very constructive with criticism but I think he also forgets that he is a content creator and he should keep to his vision. Yes. And um, I think that's what other people forget. I'm like, honestly, Shane Dawson is not a journalistic reporter. No. He doesn't want to be. He never claims to be. He's an entertainer. Yes. He's doing this to entertain you and it's not going to be anything but that. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for hard head journalism... You're not going to get it. No. (laughs) Sorry. It's never going to happen. But if you're looking for some interesting story with a non-biased look at it until afterwards, I mean, let's be real. Shane's a major empath. So if you share with him, he's going to feel your feelings so hard that he's going to want to be there and be there for you. If you are willing to give it, he can make it great. Yeah. But he's not going to dig it out of you. No, he won't. That's, uh, That's the hard part about a lot of his, like, videos. But other than that, I think the best thing that could come from that Jeffree Star docuseries is a collaboration with Shane. And I hope to see it soon. And I think everybody else will hope to see it soon. And I really want to buy it. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I need to know. I need to know what it'll look like. I want to see it. I definitely want to see For it. For sure. I hope there's little liquid lipsticks in it, too. <laughs> like, I haven't bought a liquid lipstick in a long time. We've been trying to be natural kids over here. It's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. We like, like Sarah always says, she'll start with a very natural look and then she'll end up putting on fake eyelashes. And, um, and that's, that's all of our struggle. It's literally going on like, okay, we're just going to like cover up some like dark spots. Here we go. Here we go. And all of a sudden, full face glam. Boom. Done. And that's all the time I have for today. It was really nice being back in the studio with everybody. Um, next week, we're going to go ahead and talk about 
a pretty interesting thing that I'm just starting to use, and that's micellar water. So just a little bit more skincare for you guys, especially with the heat in the spring coming, hopefully. We're going to need some new ways to keep ourselves nice and pretty and fresh. So um, if you want to, you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at gg underscore pdn 97. Um, I've actually posted since <laughs> I, you know, went somewhere and did something. So there's some photos for you guys to look at. You can follow me, Sarah Bubuck, at that same name, S-A-R-A-B-I-E-B-U-I-C-K. And you are listening to Pucker Up.